we're in a very significant time. A time where the enemy believes that he has backed the church into a corner. He believes, now let me tell you, he really believes that he succeeded in backing us into a corner and keeping us quiet. You know, he, he really believes when you're hearing all of this screaming and hollering now over, over uh, the right to have an abortion, not for women's health, the right to have an abortion. Now, not for women's health. They are being blatant and they're declaring that we want to have the right to abort our babies at choice. Not at rape, not at incest, but at choice. There's a way that you don't have to abort a baby. Don't have sex. <clears throat> it's, it's, abortion is a mood issue if you just abstain and uh, save it for marriage and, you know, praise the Lord. I should have the right to do whatever I want to do. You do have the right, but, you know, not at my expense and, 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 and not without critique. Your right does not exempt you from criticism and critique. And although you may have the right to do whatever you want to do in life, the church cannot remain silent. Now, there may be some people that disagree with what I just said, and you may be pro-choice, and they're like, well, put your seatbelt on, because it's going to get a little tough. But um, it's, it's, I want you to understand that just because you believe something doesn't necessarily make it right. And just because you espouse a, a specific thing doesn't mean that you are doing so for the betterment. You know, we do things according to our flesh, according to what we want, what we desire. But the bottom line is the church cannot be standing in the corner and, and with the churches on the street corners and close the doors and lock the windows and keep the sound inside so that nobody can be converted by the love of God that they hear. The church has got to stand up and speak truth to power. The church has got to stand up and declare righteousness. For righteousness exalts a nation. I don't hear anybody. Righteousness exalts a nation. And sin is a reproach to any people. So the church cannot abdicate from its responsibility. And especially with the coming of Jesus Christ so eminent, and especially with the world becoming as darkened as it's become, the church is the light that shines in darkness. I'm going to continue to talk, and I want you to hear, and I want you to understand that whether you agree or not is not important, but the truth must be told. The, 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 the sermonic text today is simply the casualty of silence. That is today's message. The casualty of silence. And one day we're going to put it up on the screen. But the casualty of silence. It, it is, there's a lot, and, it's, and this is like a, a, a couple points concerning the title. And I want you to hear, and I'm going to do this in about 15, 20 minutes as best as possible. It's 15 and 20 minutes in eternity time, you know. <laughs> a day with the Lord is like a thousand years, so uh, 15 minutes of eternity. Well, you do the math. <laughs> you do the math. <laughs> <But> <laughs> The 
The church has got to be the light in darkness. And we have got to know that our light is going to cause there to be an upheaval in the realm of darkness. We've got to know and understand, going to this thing fully aware that our stance in righteousness is going to cause a shaking in the kingdom of the enemy. And the enemy is going to try to swing at us. And if we get discomforted or scared because of the swing and back up, then we are of no good. The Bible said, if you got a drawback spirit, God has no pleasure in you. But the church cannot go out with anger and aggression. The church must go out in the love of God, but the truth of God. Well, the love of God and the truth of God. We're not into this thing to fight. We're into this thing to declare. We're not into this thing to debate. We're into this thing to make known the will of God, the love of God. The church cannot be silent because our silence causes death. Our silence causes people to continue to wander in darkness. Our silence continues them in a downward spiral into a hell that wasn't even created for them. Because we become so complacent after we get the get out of hell free card. Then we get our mouths quiet and don't understand that the people that are dying are dying because of our silence. Amen. You know, the bottom line is we talk a whole lot of junk. We talk a whole lot of junk. We argue like crazy in the church. But we we, we real silent outside the church. Glory to God. But we have got to learn the, 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 the power of our voice. The power of our voice. Amen. In the book of Luke, the 19th chapter, Luke, the 19th chapter, starting at the 37th verse, it simply says this. It says, and when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice. We're talking about the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. All of his disciples started to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice, with a loud voice. When they saw Jesus, they praised him out loud publicly so that everyone could hear. They weren't silent. They were happy because of the love of God, because of Jesus, because of who he was and why he came. They were demonstrative. They were vocal. His disciples were. And his disciples got everybody else to pay attention. They did it with a loud voice for all the mighty works that he had already that, that they had seen. They did it because they saw him do great things. You must become a witness with a testimony. What you witness is what you testify of. Not hearsay. What you witness. Hearsay is inadmissible in court. You've got to talk about what you've seen. Because they had seen him do such wonderful works. They rejoiced when he came into the gates of Jerusalem. They rejoiced with a loud 
voice saying blessed is the king that cometh in the name of the Lord they already declare him to be king he is the king over everything blessed is the king that comes in the name of the Lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest degree hallelujah and some of the Pharisees religion 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 different sects of religion and some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said to Jesus master shut these disciples up rebuke your disciples don't let them act like this out in public rebuke your disciples don't let them make such a spectacle rebuke your disciples teach them how to have a decorum that's conducive to religion rebuke your disciples don't let them make this scene out here and get all of this attention rebuke silence your disciples Silence your disciples. Keep all of this activity behind closed doors. Don't let them do this out here. Because if they do this out here, they will see you as king and master. The, the non-believers will believe them and see you as king and master. And they will join the throng and they will join the crowd and they will testify of you. I don't hear anybody. So silence your disciples because right now we are the reigning religious group. And if they keep talking about you, they'll leave our religious teachings and follow you. I'm just putting the psychology to it. So stop them from bringing attention to you. And Jesus answered them. And he said unto them, I tell you that if these Shomananda if these should hold their peace if these should close their mouths and listen to you and not Lord me it won't end because they stop I'll just raise up somebody else if these should hold their peace the stones the ones that you consider hardened the ones that you considered hardened in sin the stones will see my good works and will immediately God don't hear me they will immediately cry out I will let nothing stop me from declaring Jesus I will never close my mouth 
and I will do it outside of this room. And I will utilize everything that I preach in this room. And I will utilize it out on the street. And I will see the souls come to know Jesus. Because if you tell them about his love. If you praise him according to his good works. He will be accepted by the non-believer. After all, that's how you became a believer. Somebody opened up their mouth. Somebody told you about his love. Somebody preached his grace to you. I don't hear anybody here. You weren't born that way. You were born again that way. Somebody opened up their mouth and declared Jesus. They told a drunk about Jesus. They told an addict about Jesus. They told a whore about Jesus. They told a violent man about Jesus. Am I in your am I on your street yet? They told, they told, they told, they told, they told a criminal about Jesus. They told a fearful person about Jesus. They told an insecure man about Jesus. Whatever walk you come from, you heard. You heard. How can they call on whom they don't believe in? Romans 10 chapter says, how can they call on whom they don't believe in? And how can they believe on him who they have not heard? There's something about the audible spoken word either the audible word or the what you can't say in word you've got to say in sign but the word must go forth and the church cannot be silent there is casualty there is mortal and spiritual casualty by the silence of the church well see you judgmental see that's what I don't like about the church y'all so judgmental y'all just yes we have to judge what is right and what is wrong I cannot judge who's going to hell and who's not but I can tell you what is right and what is wrong for he that is spiritual do I have any spiritual people here he that is spiritual judges all things we spend so much time talking about things that make no sense well who's teaching that tithing is wrong did you hear what this person said about tithing being wrong did, what do you think about it? why don't you use that strength to talk to somebody about Christ I'm talking in house and online don't send me any questions well what do you think about I, listen, I don't have time for that I don't have time for that. I'm not fighting my brother over something like, listen, believe the Bible. Let the God be true and every man be alive. Believe the Bible. Stop fighting one another. He's my brother. She's my sister. I can't 
fight them. What I got to do is stand up and teach the people God gave me an assignment to teach and reach the people that God gave us an assignment to reach. Somebody put a praise on that. I'm not fighting my brother. And I'm not doing it for your entertainment or sport. Just because a popular preacher says something doesn't mean that it becomes law. It becomes a thought, an opinion, a teaching. But the bottom line is, preach Jesus. Teach the house, but preach Jesus. We're spending too much time on the things that don't make any sense. We have got to get back to the purpose. And if the church remains silent, people die. People die. I'm talking about us. Individually, one by one, in-house and online. If we shy away from talking about God, people die. What does Ezekiel, the third chapter, say? Starting from the 17th verse, Ecclesiastes, I'm sorry, Ezekiel 3 and 17. This is very powerful. I learned this at nine years old. He said, son of man, I have made you a watchman on the, on the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give everybody warning from me. This is what God said. Give everybody warning from me. When I say Unto the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him not warning. You don't tell him. If I tell you to warn the wicked and let them know, and you fail to warn them, hallelujah, I don't hear anybody, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way, open your mouth. He said to save that person's life, not to condemn their soul, to save their life. No, God didn't send you out there to tell them that they're on their way to hell. God sent you out there to tell them that what they're doing is wrong and that he loves them and he has another plan for them. Amen. Amen. You want them to save their life, not to condemn their soul. To save his life, that same wicked man shall die. There's a casualty to your silence. If you fail to speak and warn them, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But I will accuse you. I will hold you responsible as if you murdered them with your own hands. That's a colloquial term. That's a, that's, that's a Shakespearean term. The blood be required at your hands. That means that you are guilty of murdering them. Our silence causes casualty. Amen. Come on. Blood will I require at your hand. Yet, if you warn the wicked, if you open up and speak to them, and let them know what God has in store for them and that their sin separates them from God. If you warn the wicked and that wicked person, hallelujah, turn not from his wickedness, 
nor from his wicked way, that person will die in his iniquity, but you shall deliver your soul. You're free because you told them the truth. But now we're not finished. Because I got to stop here. And again, when the righteous man doth turn from his righteousness, when the righteous man turns from his righteousness, when somebody who knows to do right stops doing right, Stops doing right. <laughs> Turns from his righteousness to commit sin and iniquity. And I lay a stumbling block before him. I'm going, I'm chasing him because he's mine. And I lay a stumbling block before him. He shall die because you have not told him that he was doing wrong. There's a casualty in the house when the preacher doesn't preach the truth. Shall die in his sin and his righteousness which he hath done shall not be remembered but his blood I will require at your hand the casualty of silence. Go. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked, the, the righteous man, if you warn the righteous man that the righteousness, that the righteous stop sinning and he doth not sin anymore, he shall surely live because you spoke. Because you spoke in love. Because you spoke out of experience. Not as an executioner, but as someone who's been in the same place. He shall live, and you have delivered your soul. If you, I may have to go till till, till about one. I'm sorry, because I got to finish this. That's what happens when you don't speak. The casualty of the church's silence in a day so dark, in a day so hopeless, when everything around us is failing, we cannot be silent. This is the time of the church. This is the time for hope. This is the time for love. This is the time for Christ. This is the time for salvation. I don't hear anybody here. And it's in our mouth. It's in our mouth. We've got to open up and we have got to deliver this word and make sure that the people hear it in love and not condemnation. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn this world. Nor are you called to condemn. But you are called to speak life and love. To speak the love of God. To warn people of their ill, to warn people of their sin, and to give them an alternative. Jesus Christ. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. That is one cat, that, that is one aspect of the casualty of silence. 
when you fail to warn people and to tell them about the love of God. There's a second part that I'll have to preach next week. The casualty of silence that happens in the world when you don't speak as the church and then the casualty of silence that becomes you when you don't speak concerning what you're going through. When you don't speak concerning what you're going through. Amen. Amen. The Bible said in the book of Psalm, the Psalm, Psalm 40 and Psalm 34 and, and, and verse 6, it says, and this poor man cried. The sound of your cry. Break the silence. I'm, I'm, I'm not sharing with nobody. I'm not sharing with nobody. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard and delivered him out of all of his troubles. You become a casualty in your silence. The Bible said confess your faults. Confess, that means audibly. That means make vocal, make known through sound or sign. Confess your fault one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. In other words, if you don't do it, you're not healed and you become a casualty. People become suicidal casualties when they don't express what they're going through. When they don't know how to. I'll talk more about that next week. But I want us to understand that our sound or our sign carries power. Carries power. That's why we have all these cameras. That's why we have all this sound system. But the only problem is it's only for this room. And for those who may tune, tune in if they know about the service. But we've got to take this to a place that they don't know about the service. They don't know to tune in to Facebook and, and YouTube. and They don't know that we're on the air. That's what day we're in now. That's what time it is to talk, to speak, to share this gospel, to show the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. The same love that reached you, let it reach others through you. We've been silent too long. I want society to know that we are not going to be silent any longer. I want the sinner to know we're not going to let you wander out there in darkness any longer. We're going to shine the light and let you come into the saving now. Sinner, we're not going to leave you out there. We're going to take our own testimonies and use that as bait. We are going to let you know that we understand you because we are you. I don't hear anybody. Sinner, we're not going to let you stay out there any longer. We're going to come and find you. And we're going to hold you and we're going to love on you. 
and we're going to bring you in our arms to the Savior. And we're going to talk to you all the way to the cross. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. We're going to talk to you all the way to the foot of Jesus and leave you in the everlasting arms. No, sinner, we're not going to let you stay out there any longer. We've got a word of hope for you. We've got a word of life for you. And it is Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ. <laughs>